good, you're here. I'd like to describe my foot pain, and you're listening to Slurmcast, a podcast for no reason. Today we'll be discussing broadcast season eight, episode six, Yo Leela Leela. My name is Michelle Burlingame. With me are Tommy Roulette. How's it going? Pete Woodward. On the subject of pain, my back is killing me. <laughs> and our guest today, comedian Chris Wernowski. His back is also killing me. <laughs> <laughs> I took Tylenol before I got here, so my back is feeling a little bit better. I should have. I might need to get that uh, intense muscle machine back from you at some point, because this has <laughs> been fine. killing me for days. Um, just There's something about nerve pain that's just absolutely the fucking... I think that's why people get addicted to opiates, mm. isn't it? Because <laughs> yeah. that's like the only thing that'll fix it. And because they're wonderful. I, yes. Yeah. I, I was uh, going to say, because they're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the things Ohio is known for these days. Um, thanks for coming on the show on this cold snap polar vortex eve. Yeah, we should have we should have looked at a like a winter episode of to to really catch the theme of yeah. the dreaded outdoors. I, well, we did do the holiday spectacular like on Halloween, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's weird because a lot of times um, the episodes did sync up. Yeah, you know, like the Halloween episodes just by chance would happen around Halloween mm-hmm. or the Christmas ones around Christmas or whatever. But uh, anymore, it's just. It ends up being a crapshoot if we're all going to be in the same city at the same time and then then have guests that we can get to come on on our schedule because it's... Fame is terrible. It, right? we, you, I, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't use the word fame, but uh, too dumb to stop is how I usually... <laughs> I describe that about this and I describe that about music and it, it's all pretty accurate. Yeah. Run these endeavors into the ground. And, and I mean, there's 30 episodes left. We are on the downslope now. <laughs> and then we can do... we could. <laughs> How fucked would it be if we just started over again at episode one? <laughs> we could redo all the episodes that Rick was on. Just, but with just me. Start, yeah. yeah. Or just start swapping people out. Like, do what they, uh, on the subject of children's TV shows, do what they do on the Wiggles. And, like, they just cycle in different people every couple of years. Yeah, babies don't know. They just, they're just blobs. They all seem like really genial, fun people. Like, they just, and it's like they have a couple of senior wiggles and then a couple of junior wiggles, and then the senior wiggles retire. And and it's like, I guess that's kind of what they were doing with Menudo, but without the pederasty and the management part of it. (laughs) That we um, know of. Pederasty. I, they're, they're, that is a word that I'm sure many of our listeners don't know. Are you, are you kidding? It's an I mean, it's just an, it's just an alternate for it. like pedophile. Yeah, I think it's more when you're talking about it from the church standpoint. Mm. Uh, famously used in Fletch when he's interviewing somebody, he goes, ah, it's probably that pederast hammerhand down at the. Da, da, da. And Lebowski, too. He's yeah. A, he's a pederast. Yeah. He's it's Jesus Quintero. Oh, that's right. Or, yeah. You do not fuck with you, Jesus. Exactly. Uh, Oh, by the way, speaking of Big Lebowski, you guys see that that teaser that uh, he posted? Oh, my God. So you're going to get all worked up if you're a Lebowski fan. But uh, last week, um, Jeff Bridges posted this uh, quick, like, five-second-long teaser that was him dressed up like the dude walking into a bar with like a broken plate on the ground and he just goes and then it shows like a tumbleweed rolling and it said like two three nineteen and everybody was like oh my god they're gonna announce big lebowski 2 during the super bowl Uh. well guess what it's a fucking teaser for a Stella Artois commercial <laughs> with Sarah Jessica Parker reprising her role as Carrie Bradshaw from Sex in the City. 
And they literally just, for some reason, the dude and Carrie Bradshaw have Stella's instead of getting like the cosmopolitan and the white Russian that they usually get. This will not stand. It will not stand. (laughs) Look, I don't want to shit talk nostalgia on a a podcast that about a TV show that was willed back on the air by angry fans. But but nostalgia is the worst. (laughs) Well, everyone knows that good shows get canceled sometimes two or three times. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I have have mixed feelings about it because it's... I mean, I am very much less of a nostalgia freak than I am uh, disinterested in nostalgia. But um, I think it's more... I'm interested if things that had relevance in the past can continue to maintain relevance. Uh, I, I, I don't ever talk about the band Sparks on this podcast at all Never. or anything. <laughs> but, you know, they've, they've got a 50-year career. Mm-hmm. And they've, they've gone through ebbs and flows, but it's like they continually reinvent themselves. And, and if you are lucky enough to see them now, they're playing songs from 1973 and they're playing songs from 2018. Mm-hmm. And they, they bridge that gap. But then you get bands that'll do like, yep, we're out flogging the same... Ten songs again, ladies and gentlemen. Brown sugar, hey. exactly, uh, and that that just—I don't know how that's fun for anybody. Yeah, and it's 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 never going to be what you want it to. Like everybody's going to be disappointed. I mean, we all willed the how many more Star Wars movies, and, exist? and those have and been. It's just and it's yeah fine, but, but you know it's fine until the people who forget their children's movies. Mm-hmm. You know those when those people sort of enter the picture, and it's just like you ruined my childhood. And oh like, yeah, oh, with like the Ghostbuster sad. stuff that's going yeah. on now, that just bones. You know, because the last thing I want to see is Dan Aykroyd in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just I want to see him make commercials for his weird vodka and real life aliens TV shows. Crystal Skull Vodka, everybody. The end. Sponsor of the Slurmcast. He, he's he's responsible for <laughs> Blues Brothers two thousand. He can get fucked. Right. Yeah. You know, Ramus is dead. Yeah, it's it's sort of like why like please just accept your irrelevance and like, as, and enjoy your as, money and, and yeah. go to sleep. As like, much yeah. as I like Bill Murray, I find him best in small doses. Yeah. And I never saw and the so did his ex-wife. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I never saw the all female reboot, not for any particular reason. And you know, I'm, I was definitely not against an all feel all female reboot. If I can talk today, yeah, all feel female reboot. I was not against the it, girl version. But, Is that what you're trying to say? The girl version of Ghostbusters? Yeah, like they tried something different, and some people hated it. Some people loved it. It was really funny. I enjoyed that. Yeah, a lot like of it. it's it. it I I have nothing against it, but the fact that they're they're calling the new one. Like a Ghostbusters, or well, they're calling it Ghostbusters Three, and they're treating the all-female reboot like completely not canon to the Ghostbusters yeah, story. I'm I like, mean, that's kind of that's like a big fuck you to everyone who worked on the the reboot. Yeah. Hey, give me the real Ghostbusters with the ape, <laughs> with the ape, the blue the, ape, the blue ape. I actually won. This is weird. Oh but God! It it was, it was like 1988 or 87. Like WGN used to air the original, like the real Ghostbusters yeah. cartoon, and they had this contest where you could win a computer. 
Oh, shit. And I was like, I want a computer because I'm, look at me. And, <laughs> and, and now everybody has one. Right. And I was like, Whoa. and then like the second prize was literally all the real Ghostbusters toys. Oh, and, and so I remember I came home one day and, you know, just totally forgot that I wrote this letter to WGN. Yeah. I won all of the real Ghostbusters toys. <laughs> yes. And there were a ton of them. Like, like you know, there's this giant box. And it was like June, so it, it was like it was such a great. Oh, like, it was end of school year gift. Oh no, you didn't hear it's the summer school. No, oh, <laughs> <laughs> all from WGN and their weird TV shows. Yeah, um, I was excited to see a jumbotron at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, it's been a while, and it was like a monkey scooping up poop into a barrel or something. I was trying to figure out what was going on, mm-hmm. but like, was it? Um, very existential. It's. Uh, I. I mean, I thought so. It might have been something like. It was the goose that laid the golden egg? That was the, that was the name of the cartoon. Mm-hmm. From nineteen thirty six. It was in color though. When did the I? Yeah, oh, fuck it. It's yeah, not what I thought it was. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um, but I. I so Leela goes back to the orphanarium, which is now. I mean, this has been in three or four different episodes, mm-hmm. right? It's it's a regular sort of haunt. Um, to read the kids a public domain story. <laughs> that, that's, I gotta be honest. That's I, anytime they make reference to public domain, it's such a, I always love it. Yeah. And, and, but it was like, they it's had no, like those cartoons on the jumbotron. Right. It's like, Hey, we don't have to pay for this shit. Well, it's, um, it's public domain story time, but as is quickly pointed out, we don't got books no more. Because sometimes <laughs> you gotta choose between eating and reading. Mm-hmm. So they ate the books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is, is the state not around? Like, come on. Like, this, this is, is all private this, enterprise. <laughs> oh, this is all like yeah. geotech or like some private prison company. It's, I mean, it's got to be. It, 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 I mean, the earth's been destroyed and rebuilt a few different times since our time, but. They couldn't you, get you a know. Koch brother's head in a jar for I'm this. I'm sure there's one out there. Yeah. I mean, if Nixon's around. Yeah. It's I, I kind of almost bothers me now, like the heads that are not going to be out there based on the shit that's going on now. Because that would be fun to see, like, the Trump boys. Just Tweedledee and Tweedledee and... Just, like, running into each other constantly. (laughs) Yeah, like, the the Onion has been on such a wonderful tear with stuff like that, where it's like... We're like, they're the idiot Hardy boys. (laughs) They printed out all the emails so they could shred them. Yeah. (laughs) That kind of stuff I just just love, because clearly they're fucking imbeciles. Evil imbeciles, but imbeciles nonetheless. Yeah. Um... But uh, I the fact that they interviewed her, or they they introduced her as the bedwetter of Building D. I, thought, <laughs> I was like, what a solid joke that is. I mean, she really had a, a a difficult upbringing, and a lot of these mutant kids. I mean, they were jerks to her. Well, they but they've been a, adopted. Bender adopted them all previously. When did the, I forget how they wound up back in the orphanarium? He just. Gave them back. He just gave them back. Yeah. Because there's a girl with the ear on her head Mm -hmm. who uh, had a question, which was, that story was bad. (laughs) That's not really a question. That wasn't really a story. (laughs) (laughs) It just, they really, they got, it was, it was a very Simpson-y vibe with all of the kids. Like the, the back and forth was a real like Mrs. Krabappel versus, you know, Bart sort of vibe to it. And I enjoyed it a lot. Where she promises to come back to tell another story. Please don't. Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, it was like, I mean, did you ever, like, when you guys were in school, did you ever have, like, a guest come and talk, and you're just like, why? Like, you're, like, you're like the, the only reason that this person is in this school is because our teachers needed, like, a free period. Like, they brought in, like, the cigarette, the cigarette, like, don't smoke yeah. crew, and then one time they were, like, jugglers, and then somebody came and sang, like, some songs from an American tale, like... It, like, it's like we all had these, like, like the, these weird the dare officers had a band called Hot Pursuit. Oh my god! <laughs> and the and Hot Pursuit on, would come play on. in yeah, my yeah, school yeah, all the time. Was your dad in that band? No, he wasn't a cop. <laughs> it, it, it literally they were the the police dare officers that so were they were, for they were like Columbus the doctors schools. at Cleveland Clinic who have a cover band oh probably and play like like they play the the event galas. Is that band stuff. called You Can't Afford Us? <laughs> it's 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 some kind of funny pun on. Doctors. Oh my know. God! Is it funnier than Hot Pursuit? Jesus! <laughs> no. <laughs> was it spelled normally, or did it have like a weird? Two spelling? T's. I think it was normal. It was spelled normally, and I think you can actually buy their their records. Oh, like they're the illegal. the Hot Pursuit like LP is super valuable. You can probably find them floating around somewhere, but Wait, so what? Only age, in Columbus, though. <laughs> what age range were you at for Hot Pursuit oh, like when they came into the schools? I mean, Dare was elementary school. Yeah. So probably, I mean, all throughout elementary school, they would play like. And now for you're the just school, like, look at that band of But narcs. Dare, Dare, I think is like fifth grade. <laughs> why can't? Why won't anybody book a show with us? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why does this green room smell funny? They were around forever. They're honestly, they they're probably one of those bands that is just always around, and then they just switch out members as the as like one the like as the one retires. They just get like, hey, rookie, you know how to play a bass? Come on, <laughs> See, hop I, on I'm in. I'm too old for Dare, but we did get the the we'd have like the the attic people, and it, it's fun to like think back because first of all, this was Catholic school, so there was no budget. I mean, yeah. this this was Catholic school in the '80s when. They were still charging tuition, but it was just subsidizing like secret pedophile cases. Yeah, like the settlements. Like, dying nuns. <laughs> yeah. Because there's just like a house. It's like, oh, that's the cloister. And it's like, there's just a bunch of decrepit women in there wasting away that mm. whatever. Never known but the touch of a man. They'd bring in like, <laughs> you know, I just remember this one really intense one who was like, I never had a cup of coffee before I was in college. I never had a cigarette. And she'd never get into like the rest of it. Yeah. Because we were in like sixth grade or something. But it was just like, you know, it was just like, I wound up on the street earning my heroin or what, you know, they, they just never went there. But you know, it was just thinly veiled. So where do they get them? And why were they bringing them around kids? Well, we had a motivational speaker come to my school when I was, I think, uh, I was in the seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. And this was, you know, right around the time the sort of mainstream understanding of HIV AIDS. This was yeah. Like, and this dude, I will never forget it, came in and goes, well, it's like, I guess you guys should know I should have, I have, I have AIDS. He's like, but I also have cancer. My doctor told me the cancer will kill me long before the AIDS does. <laughs> and I'm like, this is mortifying. Like I look, I'm that's like a, almost that's a, a sunny disposition. Wow. Right. I mean, look, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was, pithy and funny yeah. and kind, you know but it was like jesus like we're technically still children like you're you ready for this oh my god <laughs> oh i am showing uh, a picture of hot pursuit oh my god and their, they have like that their guitars street, that are shaped like rifles oh my god that, <laughs> wait, let me see that again that is nuts they are like like the hot cops on arrested development they're the complete opposite oh. of that <laughs> 
just, just so like, not hot cops. <laughs> just, they're all balding. They yeah. all have the cop mustaches. All like wow. their doughy. car even says "Hot Pursuit." On yeah, where side. did you get? Oh my god, five extras from the wire. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's a Jesus. band of Sipowitzes, and that was in Columbus. Yes. Oh my gosh! I bet they've got it at like used. Oh, I will. Oh, I'm sure. I will post this picture to the uh, the show page if you want to see it. You must see it. And I, I, I could just see like that'll be one of those things. Like three weeks from now, unpro- unprompted, your dad will send you a picture of the LP, and he's like, "Oh, look what I found at the thrift store." And then it'll be like, "Oh yeah, I, I didn't get it for you or anything. Just oh. here you go." Well, we also had the Navy rock band come and play at our school. What? The, the, nice. It's a, like, you know, it's like the Blue Angels or any sort of like other recruiting tool. Wait, wait, but you, you grew like up in St. Louis, band. right? Well, this was, I lived in the, I lived in a rural, like, I moved around a lot as a kid. Okay. And so we were living in the middle of nowhere. At this I, I just wonder, is it landlocked where you were? Because having the Navy band come into a landlocked place is even more fucked up. It was weird. Like, we lived on the Mississippi River. But, okay. But, you know, they're not putting, you know, bad That's Coast Guard. The, yeah. But but the Navy band came in, and I remember they played Warrant's Cherry Pie. Oh, my God. And all I could think of is, yeah. like, this is a very inappropriate, <laughs> like, this is a stripper anthem that you're playing. Like, I didn't at the time. I was just like, it's that cool song about pastries. And then... <laughs> And then as I grew up, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, oh, I'm at a dear. strip club having a flashback, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Na- I almost joined the Navy because of this song. <laughs> it's like the time I almost converted to Christianity because there was pizza there. <laughs> it's, it's like, God, I, I, I guess they wouldn't want to do in the Navy as a theme song, huh? Yeah, no. That, that might send the wrong message. Yeah. Um, or the right one. Yeah, I mean, really, anybody that wants to serve, please do, because I do not. Hey, yeah, that's my, my feeling about the anybody uh, but me. My, my brother was and is in the Navy and would, like, he's taller than me and lived on submarines. So he'd be in a metal tube under the ocean for months at a time. Like, they're, they're only, like, five feet tall in there, too. So he, I just, I can't. Just you think your back hurts now? Yeah, just thinking about it. Maybe that's what happened. Um I guess so. It all comes back to Lilo wanting to write this great children's story because now she's been shamed, um, and it seems like one of those things where having having had a lot of exposure to children's stories, like it seems like one of those things that anybody could do, but it it really is just some sort of weird magical chemistry that makes them hit mm-hmm. with the kids because um, she's really trying to force it, and it's not especially with everybody being noisy and whatever around there um that like actually the noisy part like makes me think of something like when i was re-watching this episode yeah like it it is amazing how even like between this and like the simpsons it's like why do they treat leela and lisa so poor like they are the moral center of these shows and really the yeah. only decent people and yes. everyone's a jerk even the kids are a jerk to her and i'm like why like god like and even like it, it just it drives me crazy. Well, I, I think the kids were jerky to her because they're jerky kids. I don't even think they're jerky kids. I think she was um, overly confident and maybe a little hubristic about. The, she's just like mm-hmm. they should be grateful that I'm reading them anything, and they're like, no, this is shitty. Like just because you're giving us shit and we don't have anything doesn't mean we're gonna lap it up. Hey, look, if you're eating books, you should be happy a stranger shows up. Like, <laughs> and, and that's fine, but it's like if someone was like, you know, if, if, you, uh, if you wanted to hear some music and so I was like, oh, I'm going to come over and do like live klezmer in your living room. How's that sound? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, please don't. 
That's and what's I'm the, the Navy band doing here? Yeah, okay. I, I, I'd rather hear Hot Pursuit. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm gonna set them up in the garage. I got the PA and everything all warmed up. Um, but uh, just the stuff that's going on to distract her. The, the the Zoidberg with the can stuck on his feet, going, "Look, friends, I accidentally learned how to tap dance." Like that was maybe one of my favorite lines in the entire run of the show at this point. You I know, used to do sort in. of that when I was younger. I used to like crush. Like uh, pop cans or something in the heel of my foot. Oh wait, wait, wait! Like yeah, wrap yeah, around yeah. your shoe. Yeah, like yeah, like I would do the same they, thing. Yeah, really? You could uh-huh. tap dance. Really? I don't know. You wouldn't really tap dance. You would just walk around and make noise. I would be well, stuck you grew up in the depression. Shoe. Like, what's going on? Here? It's basically. <laughs> it's no, I, I did the same thing. So I, I that it doesn't seem weird to me. But yeah, you just. You just step on it. It helps if you have like a boot on or a heeled shoe, because mm-hmm. then it's like it'll really stick in there. Yeah. Kids be percussing. What are you gonna do? I I was always fascinated by it. like I never wanted to tap dance, but like you know being able to like make loud noises with your feet like that, clickety clacks. I really wanted to tap dance when I was a kid. So did I. Oh, my God. Was, I mean, were you like Alfonso Ribeiro fans or Ben Vereen fans? Like, what was driving that? Uh, I bet it was because of, what's his name who was on Sesame Street? What was that ta- tap dancer's name? Are you talking about Gregory when you Hines? No, when you were mm-hmm. watching Sesame when Street, I was, it was probably well, Sabian yeah. Glover. Yes, probably. Yeah, did, I think, uh, yeah. was but he, I'm, I'm saying that's probably why. It was because... I'm guessing we're all around the same. I'm 87. It was Al Jolson. <laughs> I'm, uh, saying, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that because I was in college, but yeah. we've established that I'm old already. But that was like we're all he was in, watching he Sesame Stop, Street in the right? same decade. Yeah, I could not tell you. <laughs> I think I think he was either like a, an original cast member or a choreographer with Stomp. Then he did bring in the noise, bring in the funk, and that was kind of you know it's it's mm-hmm. like we're gonna use our bodies for noise, which. I mean, fine. So it's basically Captain Beefheart with more people. <laughs> it's Bobby McFerrin without the mouths. Yes, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, although, if you, if you ever see Bobby McFerrin do something other than Don't Worry, Be Happy, it's really fucking cool. Yeah, no, don't get it. It was Save Our Brother. I'm not going to have mad respect for Bobby McFerrin. Yeah. If, just, if, I, if I leave this podcast with one thing, it's my, <laughs> I want everybody to know that I have a deeper appreciation. No, no disrespect. My undying... Respect for Scatman Extraordinaire. Right. The old, like, Grammy Award-winning Scatman. I, uh, I would like to describe my foot pain. That's, that seems like a very professory line to be said by the professor. That was a good one. Remind me what were, like, so Zoidberg had the cans on his feet. Fry was... I think she's just going crazy because they're all in Fry the office making the, noise. The trombone. Yeah. Trombone. Was he playing, playing the scenes? Playing Go the, yeah. Yeah. Do you have to play that song? It's the only song I know. <laughs> and then uh, Amy comes in with her uh, pachinko machine that's, like, oh. yelling. Have you ever played pachinko? I lived with a guy that had three pachinko machines, really? and I don't know that I ever saw him turn them on. Oh, what a wasted opportunity. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's so loud. It's, it is loud. Like, I, yeah. I've seen them in, like, the wild, and I'm like, this is, why would you put this in your home? Because Hermes could, is blending up money. his 421 daiquiri. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if that's just, like, like cannabis-infused 151 rum or something. It could probably be delicious. I don't know. I think he smokes at 420 and then wants a daiquiri at 421. I think that's all it is. It's a lot of sugar. Um, 
But so she, Leela just leaves. She goes to another planet to concentrate, but she seemed to have like her, like, did she have to go find it? Did she have a place picked out? That all seemed kind of strange. She's like, I'm leaving. And she just goes. <laughs> Unexplained yeah. plot twist. Which is what they're, they're good at. But like all of a sudden she comes back with a new story. Now, I didn't know what the twist was going to be on this, but I knew that it would somehow be like she wasn't writing the stories herself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw that coming mm-hmm. down the road, but... Um, you know, I do. I do like where it went. I mean, so so basically, um, she goes back to the orphanarium to read this new story, and uh, there's a guy from the kids' network doing focus group testing. Mm-hmm. I we have we are we're gonna have to talk a little bit about popular slut club. Oh, absolutely, popular <laughs> slut club. Like even like here's the thing, here here's what's so great about like the the auto-tune they put on the mm. it was like all right they they really understand this kind of gross children's entertainment oh i'm i'm so intimately familiar with all <laughs> it. and and really that's like that was supposed to be mocking brats which is like i don't even let my daughter watch that shit yeah um there there is a a wild variance in the quality of children's television mm-hmm. and the stuff that they end up liking you're just it just happens yeah you have no control over that i have control i can be like you can't watch that and that's that's a rule that i'll make but i can't police all of it because it's mind-numbing like Mm -hmm. the the cookie cutter disney teen shows Mm -hmm. that i mean she'll watch they'll they'll do four seasons she'll watch them over and over and over on hulu and it's just like i i know the dialogue from these things and some some of them seem funny god who watches a show over and over and over again (laughs) yeah really i don't know (laughs) i see this once and i'm done (laughs) but like she'll watch the thundermans over and over she'll watch ricky nicky dicky and don over and over it used to be uh, this show called Jesse, and then the, that was about a nanny in New York who wanted to be a star. Mm. They're all about that because it's the same thing as the Wiggles. They bring the kids into the Disney Star Factory. They focus a TV show on them. They age out and do a couple pop singles, and then the kids that were being watched by the older kid on the show become the leads on a new show, and so on and so forth. You can mm-hmm. trace them all back to Pederast Dan Schneider. That's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, is that I've his name? That, is that a family name? I, no, that's the guy that was on head of the class who developed like the entire successful portfolio of Nickelodeon teen yeah, like, kids shows. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. apparently like gross. a horribly gross abuser. Uh, you know, that's there's I'm I'm reading this as hearsay on the internet, so protect <laughs> ourselves here. But <laughs> as I understand it, there are lots and lots of allegations against Who's him. Is the fat guy on Head, on of, head of Class? Yeah, yeah. yeah he, I never he just, saw that one. He went and developed like if you look at his IMDb page, he's like an executive producer on like fifty of those shows. Oh wow! I mean, he basically came up with the blueprint and just ran with it, and then it created this little Brian Singer like factory for him. We're really talking a lot about abuse on this. I don't mean for that to be the. Theme and this of is this a episode. children. This is an episode. And we're talking about children. Shows. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. Look, popular slut club. What are you gonna do? The um, uh, Roddy Roddy Piper. Uh, um, <laughs> the. the uh, the wrestling Extreme one, toddler wrestling. Yeah, that was yep. supposed <laughs> to originally be. Uh, it, there was going to be a Macho Man Randy Savage daycare, oh, but God. he had died like recently, mm. right around it. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, there was a. I, it was on one of the original seasons of the Upright Citizens Brigade television show, but they had an episode about baby wrestling or toddler fights, 
and it was amazing. I look. I went to a Cavs game last year, and they at halftime they put all these babies on the floor what? and had them race. What? And I was, I think, the only person in the area. I, I turned to the person I was with. I was like. This is some third world shit. Like this yeah. is it's like, hey, who's ready for some baby race? Like if I told like if I invited you over to my house <laughs> to watch I was like, hey, races. we're gonna race some babies in the backyard, you'd call the cops on me. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. wow, this now, is wholesome family. If you had little monkey jockeys on their back whipping them, yeah. I'd probably to- be okay with totally that. down with What that. did the winner get? I don't know, like a <laughs> like a hundred dollars or they something. To, they got to give away their baby. Yeah. That that LeBron that takes that your LeBron's baby. baby. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been he's been saved. Thank God that kid's going to college. Um, <laughs> what was the, the the director at the Orthanarium when she came back says they like the hunger cramps better than your last story. Oh my God! <laughs> um, but what was she's like? What is? Are you can't go see him now because they're they're busy. She's what is the organ harvesting clown here? No, Rusty comes on Tuesdays now. <laughs> that whole exchange was so quick. And so good. And then they're getting their brains bombarded with the harmless snuggle rays that they shouldn't have any kids for a few weeks after. Um, what was the, the one, I think of all the three that they showed, Captain Mega Meat and mm, Bottomless Boy. I was going to mention that one. <laughs> which was like the, the better size off dead, um, the, the, the claymation sequence from Better Off Dead when yeah. everybody wants someone. Like, oh, I yeah. love that. That's... Yeah. One of my favorite things ever. Mm-hmm. I, let's go around here. Like, is like, what is the the fast food thing that like you wanted as a kid that you like complained about and made your parents go and get it for you? Like, because I was like, it, it was the Hardee's had the California raisins, which was oh, like the toys. Yeah, like the Happy Meal or the like Fun Meal oh, toys. Like, it, it, like what ones did you have? I don't remember. Yeah, I I don't. I mean, if there was like Star Wars stuff. Then I'd definitely been into it. Been into it as a, like Burger King did the Star Wars glasses. Was it Bur- Burger King? I feel like it was always yeah. it was always movie related. It was always like yeah. whatever kids movie was coming out, there would be like like a car, like if it was a a, a, a boy, the boy's toy was always like a fucking transformer t- yeah. or like a Hot Wheels car or something or. Like a low end, and there was usually some sort of Barbie for the girls. It it was usually if if there wasn't anything like licensed, it was like a shitty, weird Barbie that was like three inches tall at McDonald's. The hair hair fell out immediately. Yeah, I actually this is a story. I don't know if I've told this story before. I may have mentioned it, but I didn't have Burger King until I was twenty three years old. Your life would have been okay if you just <laughs> never eaten Burger King. Yeah, I just never had it. I can't eat it anymore. It, was it makes horrible. me sick. I, I didn't so like gross. burgers when I was a, a child. I would not eat a hamburger. I didn't like red meat for some reason or like But you just had like a Big Mac for the first time, like last yeah, year. Yeah, that's part of the thing. Like when I was a kid, I was like, "Nope, fuck hamburgers," and I wouldn't Even eat Castle? a hamburger. Not White Castle. That was different. I loved White Castle, <laughs> oh, but those God. those don't count. I just didn't. I didn't like. I didn't like them for some reason when I was a kid. So I just never ate them, and it became a habit. I would always just get chicken nuggets, and Burger King didn't have chicken nuggets, so I just never went to Burger King. Uh, now they got chicken. Now they fries, got chicken fries, Cheeto chicken nuggets, chicken fries. They got. Deep fried macaroni and cheese filled I, Doritos dusted. I always liked the um, 
the original chicken sandwiches at Burger King. Yes. They had a good mix of mayo like, oh, and lettuce. Like, the long on, ones? Yeah. yeah. Those were nice. Yeah. The, the issue with a Whopper, and it's the same thing that'll happen with a Wendy's burger, because I do like Wendy's, too. The raw onion is just too much. Mm-hmm. It's always too much. And I like onions, but it just, it sits on your so breath. So you order without an onion. That sounds like work, Tom. It is not. I mean, really. As Today once, I ordered a Whopper with cheese, no pickles. Once I had Monster. rallies, I stopped giving a fuck about The pickles overpower the taste of the burger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, you, do you like rallies? I love rallies. Yeah. I don't like sitting in a line for 40 minutes when I go to rallies, but I'll still do it. Now, have you been to their, because it's, re, rallies is like regional. Have you, have you been to a Checkers? I have not been to a Checkers, no. but I understand they're about the same. It is the exact same thing. Yeah. It's, it's like Hardee's and, and Carl's, Carl's Jr. Jr. It's, it's like, there's nothing There's scarce up here, but I, it, it's, uh, I've got my daughter liking rallies now, too. Oh, it's, a, it's a treat. And look, they text me every day with a new deal. <laughs> And I can just, oh, two small Big Buford combos for eight ninety nine. Yes, that's like a $5 savings. This is what the Matrix predicted. I know. It's, it's, it's just there taking us all down. To a checkers down in Florida when I was in Florida. Yeah, yeah. I was big in Florida and when I lived there. Yeah. Are they also Big Bufords at checkers, or are they like a, a big Beauregard or something? No, it's, it's a Big Buford. So. Um, it's all the same. Uh, it this one just I don't know if it was the area or what, but it was like super nice, and I'm only yeah. used to going to like kind they, of pretty rundown rallies and nice rallies. places up here. It doesn't happen, but that's that's good to know. Um, but the uh, I guess so they scan the kids' brains watching these shows. They're like thanks, but then Leela finally has her chance to to talk about her thing, where she creates the uh, it's the rumbledy oh. humplings, rumbledy humps, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it all auto-corrected badly, so yeah. it's just, it says <laughs> Humpling D. Yeah, they're, they're Humplings well, from Rumble D. Hump is the name, was where they're from. Okay. Um, Garbly, everyone loves him because they can't understand him. Um, you know, and the kids all eat it up. They love it. And this was the first time. You, now, get ready. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> I was perfectly fine with the song Katie Seagal was singing in this. Yeah. Which one was the first one? She did like the theme sang. song about the the humblings. Because uh, it was like a yeah. Was she like wasn't a, like a nursery rhyme. Yeah, she wasn't like throwing on the like, sauce. Yeah. And getting so full, like she. Does, <laughs> yeah. That's really what bums me out about it. I like I love her speaking voice. It's just when she sings, it's just. But this was. Well, kids don't understand soul. No, but my Michael Jackson did. Yeah. <laughs> So to yeah, sum, fight, while fight, we're on the subject, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spoil the whole episode. Yeah. Um, be, but because I want to talk about this thing, uh, when we find out later how she comes up with these ideas and everything like that. Yeah. The fact that she has this song that introduces these characters. Yeah. Means that she went to this planet and just happens upon them singing and introducing themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, probably all they do. <laughs> I mean, he did it when I came over to this house. <laughs> That's true. Weird, but. Then there's Tom, and he's got a beard. Ate <laughs> a Burger King tonight. <laughs> um, I mean, so this this is really what it comes down to. Like, she she tells this this the kids this story. They loved it. Um, they wanted to come back and tell them tell her. They want her to come back and tell more stories and adopt them all. Abner Double Deal is all like, he's hot and bothered to turn this into a TV show. Um, because the kids' enjoyment glands were squirting like roadkill. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is this is where it it uh, starts getting good. So basically, it's a knockoff of Yo Gabba Gabba. 
Right. Um, the one thing that I, I like having... Is that the thing that the guy from Devo started? Or? The guy from the Aquabats. Oh, the, okay. Mark Mother's Ball was on it. Oh, yeah, wasn't yeah, okay. uh, Andre 3000 also involved in Yo Gabba Gabba? And Possibly. Prince Billy. Yeah. They, they had on a number of odd. I know there was like a ton of like, yeah. guests Like Rocket from there. the Crypt was on there once, you yeah. know, and it, it's just... Having consumed, as I've been saying, lots and lots and lots of children's television, like this was about as palatable as it could get. It, yes, it's sort of geared at young kids, but the music was pleasant. Mm-hmm. The guest stars were fun. It was like when you'd watch Pete and Pete and see Michael Stipe and Kate Pearson and, and Iggy Pop on it. It's like this is, it, yeah, I can enjoy this on a couple of levels. And well, it, Amy makes a reference to that where it's like the kids get it and yeah. hipster parents, which I thought it was mm-hmm. really weird because. Like we drove like hipster mocking into the ground so readily. Yeah. Like hearing a like somebody make a hipster joke, I was just like, "Ugh, how does that already seem so dated it's, and weird?" It's ten years old. Yeah. You know, but yeah. this is ten years old. About that. Oh yeah. my god. I mean, at, at least two thousand ten. Yeah. This came out in eleven. This yeah. episode. Okay. Two thousand eleven. Right. Um, but I mean, there are there are so many children's television shows that are literally like we should play them for ISIS members that we have captured to break (laughs) them. Like, and if anyone is listening is a parent and I say the word Caillou, they know what the fuck I'm talking about because Mm -hmm. it's about a wine. Like imagine. I know that one from babysitting. It's fuck that kid. Yes. Stupid bald head. A cancerous Charlie Brown. He doesn't have cancer. He's just bald. He He looks looks like like he has cancer. He looks like he has cancer. He whines incessantly his entire persona is just like his whole thing and he's just a shitty little kid mm-hmm. with like and you know that the dad on the show was just sneaking out to smoke weed behind the garage because <laughs> he's super chill and the mom's just dealing with this and then caillou's got a little brother and shit always gets fucked up and it's just like oh look they're like urban and cool in toronto no fuck him fuck all of it this is what they're feeding kids like it's no it's wonder the Quebecois are so weird. It's Canadian. Canadian I mean, like, I what's just the, assuming. What's that kid crying about? He got, he's got health care. He's got free health care. <laughs> he's bilingual. Fuck that it's kid. Fine. He's better than most Americans. It, it is just, just the timbre of that character's voice yeah. is like a ice pick to your frontal lobe. And she would watch. I mean, and like when she was into it, it was at an age where like, you couldn't turn it off because if it's the only thing that would keep her attention, like mm-hmm. shit needed to get done, but then you'd hear it in the background. It's fucking bad. Those cookie cutter Disney shows are just, they're insipid. They're not bad, but it's like. It's you know. like, I remember watching those with my niece, yeah. like a lot of those, like my nieces. And it's like, like the laugh tracks are so yeah. like, so painfully obvious. And, mm-hmm. and like, it's like, Oh gosh, they just, this is all, I think, just like factory produced. <sighs> yeah, but it's preferable to like Logan Paul videos. Like that was the one thing where I, she, she's watching them just like, nope, nope, turn it off. I never want to see this shit again. Um, and then the stuff that they get into besides that are like these, they're not cinema verite videos on YouTube because mm-hmm. they are all clearly staged, but they're all basically like, 
Mormon families filming their day-to-day life. And I say Mormon because they all have like 19 kids. They're all Aryan looking. They all have rhyming names. It's like if it looks like a duck and it talks like a duck and it squawks like a duck and it floats, it's probably a Mormon. This is Braden, Jaden, Caden, Aiden, Brinley, Madison. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like not not assigning judgment one way or the other, just it certainly gives off that vibe. Mm -hmm. It's all very wholesome, but it's all like, it's the most boring shit. Like, they're, all, they're all like failed HGTV contestants. Like, yeah. like they're all angling to be the, the couple that makes the houses out of like shipping containers. Yes. Or something. I know, John you know exactly Kate plus eight, about, yeah, but right. we didn't, so we just have six and they, we had to go more, but now her just fell out. So we just stuck and they make these videos and they're just varying quality, but it's just, it's like, Oh, here we are. We're cleaning up our living room. Isn't it fun? I watched this one with her last week where it's like this lady staged her two twin daughters running away from home. They're three. And then she's like packing their suitcases and just like, and then they said they were going to go away. And then she's like, got them walking down the steps with a full suitcase. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, lady? Like, this is just, it's stage parenting to the nth degree and then putting it out on, a, on that thing. And then they get the subscribers, like the kids eat the shit up. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I mean, I saw an article the other day where, like, children are making hundreds of thousands of dollars hosting these really weird videos on YouTube, and I wish I could do that. Give me that YouTube money. It's We've been trying to monetize this for three years. (laughs) The the YouTube money situation's kind of fucked up right now, so I don't know about that, but so just briefly to get into it, because it's a whole big mess, but basically... To monetize on YouTube, you used to have to join um, a multi-channel network. Mm-hmm. So all these companies were signing the content creators. YouTube sends the the network your check. The network takes whatever it wants, basically for you know managing you or yeah. whatever, and then passes on your payment to you yeah what was happening was all of these mcns were it looked like they had all of this cash in the bank that was coming from youtube but it was actually just like passing through these accounts so they were using the youtube income to grab up investors and take money from people so it looked like they had all this money but they really had no money and then they were so they pied piper the shit out of it basically fucking all of the content creators and they're all now going bankrupt and all of these people i guess like the one company uh cheated 11 different people on their net was defy media went bankrupt fired all their employees and stole 1.7 million dollars from ah the internet's like, a toilet yeah i mean <laughs> from at the their same creators time, like what were they creating? I'm not going to, again, not These were judging. like successful, well-known YouTube channels. Okay. So, not they, so they got Bernie madoff by these guys? Basically, yeah. Okay, fair yeah. enough. I feel bad for Kevin Bacon. I can feel bad for them. <laughs> well, these people are just normal, normal people who wanted to do what they loved and make videos on YouTube, and they got, they got fucked. Where the fuck do they get off thinking joy is a part of life? That's what I want to know. Serves your You're right just a jaded old man. I grew up Catholic. That's my problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's your problem. So anyway, they all get into their costumes on this show, and it's like Leela's is. Um, I have a note in here saying this is early on. This is like when they're filming the pilot episode of Yo Leela Leela or Rumbly Hump, and I'm like, she's stealing these scripts, isn't she? Like I thought she'd be taking them from someone else. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it ended up being even weirder than that. But but the whole plot of that first episode where it's like, when I like something, I lick it. If don't it's lick alive, don't lick it. <laughs> don't lick things that don't want to be licked. And that was what was fun about Yo Gabba Gabba is they would kind of get into that sort of territory. It was beautiful. Um, if you're not sure if it's alive or dead, poke it with the stick and lick the stick instead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. Oh, I love it. What I like is the fact that there's no soul in your voice at all. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's aiming it for the kids. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's, um, and so anyway, show becomes wildly successful. Uh, where is it? Uh, we all know that any, is what you said earlier. Yeah. <laughs> any TV show that's halfway decent gets canceled sometimes two or three times. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so Cookieville Orphanarium gets the anonymous gift library. Or a library is anonymous gift of Tarango. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the whole the whole Young People's Choice Awards. Like, have you ever endured any of that stuff? I, I got to be honest. I would watch the hell out of Dora the Destroyer, which I think <laughs> is like, I'm like, man, that is something that somebody should actually legitimately make. I'm surprised they haven't. Yeah. That'll be, well, didn't they do a live action? Or are they oh, making a live action? Making it. Yeah. They um, are, yes. Yeah. I think the girl that's starring in it is from here. Maybe yes, that was the girl who she did the is. voiceovers. I used oh, to really? help. She used to do. She used to do uh, voiceovers for the show. Um, other characters on it. Really, but yeah, she used to record it. Uh, Lava, Lava room? room. Crazy. Hmm. Wow. The I got to be honest. The sight gag of the kids throwing their diapers on stage. Legitimately, <laughs> legitimately made me gag. Like, that is that's foul. That is. Like, I, you ah. know the fun part about that is it's like. It's kind of sexualizing children, and it's weird. Well, it, it is part, weird. It yeah. was weird. If you want to turn around, you know, take it all the way to the extension, it's like really the crowd that's known for doing that with our friends like Tom Jones and things yeah, yeah. are getting to the point where they'll be throwing their diapers on Man. stage too. Touche. I mean, <laughs> I, and uh, what I love about that is I'm a giant Tom Jones fan. Seen him perform. He's fantastic. Oh, I'm sure he's great. He sells panties at his merch table. They throw the panties on the stage, <laughs> and, then he he can them back? and then he can resell them. It's yes. fucking brilliant. God, like I, I didn't come in here thinking that this was going to be the show that broke me on capitalism, but that did it. Like I am fucking, I'm out. If I'm anybody deserves a bit of fair play, it's Sir Tom Jones. <laughs> Sir Tom Jones. I mean, also, I thought it was really weird in this scene that they showed the Slurm Queen. Just like squirting. Well, okay. well it was the, the the awards were called the Slurmies, yeah. right? But and it like, was like the Nickelodeon slime from the Kids Choice Awards was. But if I know this show, it, it, yeah, that means that the Slurm Queen left the Slurm Planet, and Slurms Mackenzie failed in keeping the Slurm Queen on Slurm Planet. <laughs> well, they're still making Slurm, right? So. They're still making Slurm, but it was supposed to be a secret that her terrible secret, and and so when they showed it, I was just like. Ah, so I guess they just sort of gave up on oh, the pretense true. of that. I maybe. Yeah. I mean, a lot could have happened. Because remember, at the that. end of that episode, like they convinced the people that, like, no, no, oh, yeah, Grandpa's fine. off his medicine or whatever, <laughs> and yeah. So that, like, why the hell's that mm-hmm. Slurm Queen there? I just, I remember as a kid, because I mean, Nickelodeon was like relatively new when I was, you know, hitting, uh, you know, five through ten. Was it like dark, like the like? Uh, Duckula and shows like that, like the weird I mean, Canadian well, stuff. They were, that they it used was to all show. the programming was Canadian because that's like where they, that's where it was getting made. Pinwheel for kids, but then you had you can't do that on television. Mm-hmm. Fifteen, 
I I don't even remember fifteen. That might have been after my time. Mm-hmm. But uh, the other one was um, Out of Control, starring Dave Coulier. Yes, where it, like he that's I knew him from that way before um, Full House. Full House, and I, you can't do that on television. Was just such a great fucking show. It's so weird. It's and it's, it's totally so... bizarre. But like the sliming yeah. and the water and all that stuff. Like I just wanted to get slimed. I think every kid that age did, and it all got sort of sublimated into Double Dare. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that they have the Slurm Queen sliming them for winning, like that's I'd still like that to happen. You still want to get <laughs> slimed? Yeah, I I mean I feel like it's um I've. At least as far as I can remember. You're an adult. You could make that happen. I, like I know, I, but if I if I make it happen myself, it's not the same. I mean, I, I to the best of my recollection, have never had a drink thrown in my face. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never thrown a drink in someone's face. But I'd kind of like that to happen at some point, too, because it is such an antiquated thing of just like, you know. I never, th- okay, so I didn't throw a drink in someone's face, but I did get mad at someone and spray a water bottle in their face. <laughs> That's perfect. Like one like of those a, squeezy like seltzer yeah. bottle. Like one of those squeezy Brita oh, okay. sports <laughs> water bottles. Like like I just went the, like like a three stooges episode. Like un, under what circumstances? <laughs> I was I was mad at somebody. <laughs> was it like in public or at home? No, it was, it was at their house. Okay. I mean, that's it's good, but it's be- like just to have the experience of being at a bar and just like you don't know what's going on. You see someone. Yeah, I've never. Th- I don't think I've ever had a drink purposely thrown at me, but I've been hit by thrown drinks at many a punk show. But is that like somebody's beer goes or it's like being thrown? At- like, I mean, uh, both. Like- I've had both happen just recently, like a month ago. Some girl threw her beer at a dude that was standing next to me at the foundry. It literally <laughs> hit me, <laughs> but it wasn't aimed at me. It was just poorly thrown. <laughs> I, I had a friend who threw a like a rocks glass at a guy's face because he mm. called her uh, the bad C word. at Yeah. Bar. And mm. I've never seen someone get that mad. And a Christian, she, she cut him up. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That, yeah. That's all. I don't. I don't mean like throwing the glass. I mean more like the splashing. Like, how dare you? Yes. Like, a, uh, sir, I am offended. Yes. I say. Yeah. Right. That, that kind of thing. Um, and it, that's just that. That's what I think of whenever I see all that old Nickelodeon stuff. Like, that's what I. I think it would be. Um, the modern day equivalent for an adult. Cause it's not like you could set up a slime bucket. At a show. I mean, if you probably go see green duck jelly or something, they probably involve that in their shows at this point, but who I did see green jelly. No Je- do you still say jello? I think you're still supposed to pronounce it jello, but they can't use, they can't say, I don't know. I don't, it's pronounced it green jello, but they're not yeah. allowed to spell it. Jello. Yeah, that's okay. what I thought. So I did see them and they're, they're coming back soon, by I the saw, way. Yeah. Um, I won't when they were is here, it, how is that? Is it like? Uh, well, it was in the. I was at the Winchester in the back room, <laughs> oh, and wow. the entire floor was literally just a puddle of spilled alcohol. Uh, but it was fun, and people were doing ring around the posy, and he was like up in the air and standing on things, and there were giant paper mache puppet masks, and it was fucking insane. It was great. Oh my god! Again with the joy. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. You're just describing that made me tired. Like, I'm just like, oh, I can't do that mm-hmm. anymore. Um, <laughs> I guess, so they win the Slurmy for the award. That's great. They slurm Leela. Um, 
What what was is it Abner Double Deal that's saying you're the greatest mind since blah 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 blah? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just trying to reinforce it, but she's got to write a new episode, so she has to run off. And it turns out, and here's the big twist: she just goes to Rumble the Hump and writes down what the actual aliens do, and mm-hmm. then brings it back, and that's the episode. But the thing that I loved about it is, whenever she was on Rumble the Hump proper, the bottom of the screen said Nick. They put the Nickelodeon Chiron at the bottom of the screen whenever she was actually on Rumble the Hump. Every time they went back, bottom right corner. Wait, I didn't see that. I never noticed that. I didn't notice that either. Were you watching on Hulu? Yeah. I didn't notice. Yeah, it was hilarious. It was such a subtle thing. It was just like anytime she went there, that was down in it. I really don't want to watch this episode again for like gonna, the 10th time, but now it. I want to. I'm like, I'm like fast forward through it and be like, son of a gun. <laughs> I didn't notice Did that. I, I thought it was a weird, dis- like to me calling Lady Gaga a fame hag. Yeah. I'm like, wow, they really don't have any yeah. women in this writer's room. <laughs> like, yeah. This is a, I mean, they're not, ooh. they're not well, wrong. Like, I just don't think that's a I joke they would make about today Gaga either. No. Right. Like, like woke 2011 Gaga, yeah. Gaga when everything was, was this is like poker just face, dance Gaga. and yeah, yeah. bad romance poker. Yeah. And fame monster. Like, okay, her, her, they were literally the fame Madonna. monsters. What's her song she stole from Madonna? Did she? Because I, I don't know her songs. Like, I've heard them, but I couldn't tell you. I don't think it, she stole a song from Madonna. I think people think that she's stealing or stole there, there Madonna's shtick for a while. A spirit of like no, the cone a, bra or whatever. There's a song that is express yourself with different lyrics. Oh, Born This Way, probably. Yes. Yeah. it's. I mean, it is eh. remarkably close. There's only so much you can do with that kind of punk. Look, I play in a punk band and have for the last 30 years. I understand there's only four chords. None, okay? of, those songs, none of those songs sound like sped up Beach Boy songs. No, 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 no. Just the good ones. Yeah. Um, the, uh, but the, the part where uh, <laughs> they go into the 98 words they don't say. <laughs> And, and they just catch it. Leela said a no no. And they have to, I mean, you know, she transcribed the entire right. song. I want to know what the 98 words are. And what did they say about, um, oh, God. Well, th- we do know that uh, the last ones are poo poo and pee pee and penis and gay. Those are the 98 <laughs> words we don't say. But there was the, there's the one where, where they, they make a frown and they're like, we didn't have a word for that until really. now. Like oh a, yeah. That was an upside at the... down smile. Yes. Yeah. I'm so sad. I feel like an upside down smile. You mean a frown? We didn't have a word for it <laughs> until oh, now. That's heartbreaking. Like, oh. honestly, like I wanted to hug my dog. They were, so, I mean, the real, the real humplings were fucking great. Yeah. And so were the costumes. I mean, that's the thing. Like I would go to a Yo Gabba Gabba live show just to be like, Oh my God, it's Muno. Yeah. Well, so Bender catches her first. Yes. And Bender basically uh, extorts Leela. Yes. As is expected of Bender. Old blackmailing Bender. It's pretty on brand for him. Isn't this kind of like the show? Like, like I noticed like a weird parallel between this one and the one where Bender becomes the soap opera star. Like it had like a very heavy handed like broadcast TV like really making fun of the format kind of yeah, well you know they had a chip on their shoulder well, I know they have a chip <laughs> on their shoulder but also like you're you're gonna be like a TV show that takes pot shots at like you know exploitative labor in television when you haven't probably animated a single episode in the United States oh no they're all <laughs> animated in Korea right it's some, like, South far, Korea but, yeah, right. as far as we know good Korea 
<laughs> I mean, they're they're not cheap. They're just cheaper than here. Yeah, um, you know, the, maybe the maybe the standards in the workplace are a little. I, I mean, it's it's one of those things that I've I've sort of come to that realization about over the years, and it, it's like it, it all goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where people like get this enraged feeling about you're raping my childhood because you made it Star Wars, and it's like. Just you should it. you shouldn't you shouldn't care that much. Like mm-hmm. enjoy it for what it is. Mm-hmm. If it's something that is targeted to be mass appeal, it's going to be lowest common denominator in some factor. And it doesn't mean it can't be good. It's just it's it's you know there might have been tinges of Kurosawa in episode four, mm-hmm. not in episode ten, which is rehashing <laughs> episode. What you know, whatever. Right. I wonder what the Ewoks will be in this new one, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like, like you can like the stuff that you like, and it can be not for everyone. And it's probably better if it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, like if it if it is, then it's probably not great. Yeah, I mean, Luke Skywalker's not appearing in any Stella Artois commercials. <laughs> he will. Sure. He will eventually. <laughs> I mean, D- Disney owns just about everything now, True. right? Like, yeah. I think that would be the only thing that would keep them from marketing it. It would be like, we can't taint the brand. But then the famous scene in, in the Star Wars movies is all in the cantina. What was he drinking? Yak milk? Blue milk. <laughs> yep. or, what, were, what were the... What was the stuff he was squeezing out of the thing in the last one? It was the blue milk. It was the milk. It was like... Yeah. <sighs> and he loved it. It was <laughs> dripping down his... Yeah. <laughs> Savoring it. <laughs> I mean, his options on that planet looked pretty limited. I just, like, I remember being like, interesting choice. <laughs> I, he know? loves his milk. Was it? Did Ryan Johnson do that one? Yes. Was that him? Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, I kind of like his stuff. We won't get into that one, because I bet George Dunn is listening, and I bet he's got a whole bunch of opinions <laughs> on The Last Jedi. <laughs> it's, you care too much, George. It's it's as simple as that. It's for children, George. Uh, and that's and that's what's nice about it. I actually don't know what George's opinions are on the Last Jedi, but I bet he's got them. Yeah, that's that's why yeah. we love George. Absolutely. I, what, what I, I have, George had told me he cried when he saw the first, like when Layla came. I was like, all right, you're like into it, like you're. Uh, I did. Did you? Yeah. I'm like <laughs> at the end of uh, which of Rogue One mm-hmm. with CGI yeah. Leia and and Carrie Fisher had literally just just died like three days before yeah, when I saw I it. That was, I yeah, that cried. Was <laughs> and, and the fact that like I I real and I mean I guess this even plays into the Ghostbuster thing. Like I've got a daughter. I like that I can take her to stuff that's not just like popular slut club. But it's like, oh, here's an action adventure movie. The protagonist is a woman who's, you know, strong, but flawed, mm-hmm. but powerful. And, you know, everybody, it's, it's a nice, diverse crew of there's You've got former stormtroopers and weird gay pilots and Chewbacca's <laughs> and everything. And it's and robots. It's fine. But on the other end of it. People fucking hate it for that reason. And, they, and it but, blows my mind. It's just like, how do you yeah. wake up in the morning and exist in this world that must offend you at every turn? Uh, yeah, I just, because it just doesn't, God, I, I mean, Like, maybe, they would really hate this children's show that Leela made. Yeah. Like, that's for sure. Maybe it's just clinical depression, but I think a flatline is a pretty good place to be. Right. Unless it's like... I mean, well, I mean, we were kind of talking about some of this stuff off mic before. Um, 
I, I, we were. You don't know we were talking about it, but like I had this period a couple months ago where in a compressed section of about two weeks, I had like literally both some of the highest emotional highs possible for me and the lowest emotional lows possible for me, mm. all in a period of about ten days, and it's it was just a mind fuck. Like the good was really good. And the bad was fucking horrible, but they don't even each other out. It's just exhausting. Yeah. So to get like that outraged up and down about cartoon, like, fuck, man. Mm-hmm. Like, just enjoy it. Enjoy it or don't watch. Like, like, like I, don't, I don't like to attention police people, and you know, because there's people who go, well, you know, I, w- I wish my only problem in life was that I hated a movie. You know, yeah. that's, I mean, it's like, look, I can hate so many things at oh, once. And I do. But, it, but you know, at the same time, it's just like, God, there are, like, way worse things going on in the world right now than, like, diversity mm-hmm. in children's movies. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, it's, if, if you're mad at that, you have some growing up to do. And, uh, and it's, it's, you know, it's like these Futurama episodes. Like, if your expectation is that, they're going to be as, as good as they were when they had a Fox budget and probably better writer. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's, you, you have some very weird expectations, you know, just like it for what it is. And if you don't, you don't have to. I think that's the part that gets lost on people. It's like, like 60 billion things you can watch yes. anymore. Like go find your niche somewhere mm-hmm. like there's a murder documentary for you. Or, or you, you, know, you know, if you like, like three of the 10 Star Wars movies, just like the three that you like. Yeah, but but it has to be the original one, not the George Lucas remakes, because it's, you know, <laughs> it's they, like... They edited Jabba in, and the Han didn't shout first. And, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you, like, like, when they inevitably make the remake of the Harry Potter movies in, like, 20 years, and they recast, yeah. like, people are going to flip <laughs> the out. The gritty reboot. <laughs> it's like, what was it? Mary Potter, this woman in... Like, they know. did make a sequel to Mary Poppins that just came out like a month ago. But is apparently and like universally in it. He is enjoyed. In it. What's that? I've heard nothing but I've good heard, things about I've it. I've heard good things. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's fine. When Disney gets its magic together, mm-hmm. it's fine. It's that Mary Poppins 2 that's the problem. It's Mary Poppins 3, 4, and 5 direct-to-video sequels. That's is where true. Disney be, Which I don't yeah. even know if they do anymore necessarily. Like, that was like their 80s and early 90s move. And I mm-hmm. think, like, mm-hmm. they own so much original, like, uh, intellectual property now. Yeah. Like, they could just, you know. They're, they're going to get broken up like a monopoly very soon, probably. Knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's that thing where, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's okay to, like, like not everything has to be for you. No. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's, it's, we live in this, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's that symptom of the internet where it's like, I, I, whatever drives people to think that they must have an opinion about every single goddamn thing that is made. And it's just like, some things that are made are not made for you. And you, that is something that most adults should understand. And, it's, <laughs> yeah. and it's, it blows my mind it, that, you know, I mean, there there are people who are devoted to Futurama in a way, like, I thought I was a big fan of this show when it first came out. And Those people you, hate me. And then you, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. They're going to be like, who the fuck is this guy? But it's like, you know, it's like, oh, my God, like, at some point I have to go to work. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, good. I'm glad you can decode all of the hieroglyphs. I'm going like, to go glad. listen to some true crime now because yeah. those are mysteries that might get solved. Oh, yeah. I just hate that, well, if you don't know every bit and piece, you're not a true fan. Yeah, like, you don't really like oh, the show yeah. if you don't know how to read Alienese or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you, how know about- you know what? I didn't enjoy homework. <laughs> Why are you making pop culture yeah, homework for me? Stop ruining my enjoyment of I mean, a thing. And, and I feel like we're becoming an Ouroboros of internet criticism, which is fine. We still have time to kill on this. But, like, and the, the episode's <laughs> almost done. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I mean, that whole scenario... I mean, I feel like that has been around, and I'm sure it's been around longer since, like, internet IRC boards. You know, like, yeah. I remember that shit. And mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, I, I see it a lot in um, music fandom stuff, and it turns me the fuck off. Like, there's bands that I've slept on for sometimes decades mm-hmm. because the people that were really, really big fans turned me off yeah. so much. Yep. Yeah, I didn't, like, I didn't get into Radiohead until, like, Kid A came out, and a lot of it was just because... Like, people are telling me that I, like, you have to. This is, this is you, the deepest this is, thing. And this it, is the thing that you have to listen to. And it's just like, oh, you know. And if that many people are telling you that, then how deep is it? I, really? I miss, like, the year before Rick and Morty got big, after oh. it was on Adult Swim, but before it got put onto Hulu. Yeah. When nobody had fucking watched it, other than, like, some people who really liked animation. And they were like, holy shit, this show is fucking hysterical. Yeah. And then all the douchebags came on yeah. and ruined Rick and Morty fandom. And now, you know, it's just a mess in the Szechuan sauce and what is whatever. That- I still love Rick and Morty, but fuck their fan base. Yeah. What, right? what is something that douchebags have ruined for you? Um, I don't, so I don't even know that it's douchebags necessary, but like, one of my favorite bands now, to the point that I've I've flown across the country multiple times to see them perform, even when they're playing here, is the Afghan Wigs. Yeah. And they, they ascended early 90s, and I was living in Columbus at the time, and there was some sort of tenuous connection because they were still kind of a Cincinnati band, and something was going on. But I was so turned off by how into them people were. Yeah, their <clears throat> fandom is, like, really... It's rad. There's an intensity, like, because <laughs> I got a guy that I work with who... Because I saw them with built a spill yeah, when they yeah. came here and like dude was there at five o'clock like lined up ready to get in he wanted to get up and then like immediately just bounced on the built a spill which was disappointing I, and, you know i i did i did the same thing at that show mm-hmm. i got the i got the vip pass because mm-hmm. it was because i could and ultimately it's like you got a t-shirt you got a an autograph poster you hung out with the band for a few minutes you got the laminate and saw the sound check and it was like, if you had bought all that merch and a ticket, it was like $20 more. So why the fuck not? Yeah. Great show. I like Built a Spill just fine. I'm not crazy about them. And oh, they're and it was really a, boring it live. It was such a drag. Like, I was so dis- it was, I was so excited to see that show, and I was so dis- Like they, I was so much more impressed by yeah, the Afghan wig. They just stand there, and yeah. they're, fi- they're very virtuosic. It's great. But until I went through my first divorce, mm-hmm. that was the point where I'm like, oh, I get this. Mm-hmm. And then I just went down that rabbit hole, and it... And, that was in between them breaking up and getting back together. So fortunately for me, you know, they've been back together almost 10 years Mm -hmm. and I got into them after their heyday, but they've actually gotten better Mm -hmm. since then. So that's been really cool. But Mm -hmm. then like, you know, I was, I was really into pop punk in the nineties and a lot of my bands that I still love are pop punk bands, but that shit got run into the fucking ground. Yeah. You know, it got popular and like, and, and it became, 
you know, commercial, man, but it's not even that. Like, I don't fault anybody for making money. It's just if it's not interesting anymore, if I don't connect with it, then it doesn't matter. I, like, the thing that, do you have, like, any type of, like, thing that you enjoy that has been ruined by, like, either people liking it or just... I, uh, I can't think of anything. Shisa movies? <laughs> the movie Rudy has been ruined for me. What's going on with your... Your mic's messed up. Yeah, what is... Uh, I, I, <laughs> That's a great Billy now, Crystal impression. Okay. Nope. <laughs> now it's really out. Check. 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 Uh-oh. Turn the mic, like, just turn it around so that the plug is hanging down the other way. Like that? Yeah. I mean, it seems brilliant. okay now. It worked, oh. man. Genius. Oh, there you go. So you like the movie Rudy? Yeah. Really? People in high <laughs> school ruined that movie He's a fan of, ra- of rubber bands and peanut shells. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. For the most I, part, I don't care what anybody thinks mm-hmm. about yeah. anything. If I like it, I like it. If I no, don't, I don't. But, but, but what, it's not about whether I like it or not. It's about how deeply am I going to participate in the fandom and the fandom community. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a member of the Afghan Wings congregation Facebook group. I can't post in it. I can barely read it because it's like there's an intensity there that is just like, it, I'm glad for you guys, but like I, I need to breathe. Yeah, I had a, like, the last time I think I saw, I've seen the band The Strokes play four times, and the last time I saw them, is a really weird story, and it's going to sound like I set this all up to name drop this. <laughs> I swear to God, I didn't, it, but, like, I just remember the last time, I, the first time I saw them, it was really cool, and yeah. and Regina Spector and the Kings of Leon opened for them, and this, this is before like Sex on Fire, Kings of Leon, yeah. and they were actually kind of still like a buzz band and really good. She's Mrs. Andy Samberg, isn't she? Joanna Newsom is who. You're okay, about. whatever. But Regina Spector, like nobody had heard, like she, this, yeah. like she just came yeah, out and yeah. played the piano. Everybody talked over her. Nobody knew who she was. It was really great, right? Um, not for her, I mean, but like it was enjoyable. And but then the last time I saw them, there were people moshing, and it was oh just like God. this is not the band for that. And then I like the next day. I swear to God, I'm like my girlfriend and I, this was in Chicago. Yeah. And we were walking through the Museum of Modern Art or the Contemporary Art Museum. Uh-huh. And we ran into the drummer and Drew Barrymore, who he was dating <laughs> at the time. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey. Oh, hey. And I was like, and I literally told him to his face. And I don't know why I said this. I was like, I think your band is getting too big for me. And he, and I'm like, my girlfriend was like, why the fuck would you say that to him? And I'm like, oh, man. Why, why wouldn't you? And, but he, he was like, just, he laughed it off. Cause like they, and I believe this, I don't think he was just bullshitting. Cause I didn't live in Chicago. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm not from here. He's like, I love playing in the city. He's like, and it's Chicago's a weird city. Cause like the, the audiences there are really attentive and really yeah. appreciative. I've never like Cleveland's weird. People just talk through shows here. It's very strange. But yeah. Um, but then, like, I just remember I'm just, like, fanboying with him and just telling him how, like, I'm probably over his band because they're too popular now because I'm a shithead and I'm in my 20s. And, and then I and I go, it was nice to meet you. And then I realized I hadn't said a fucking word to, like, Drew Barrymore. And I was just like, oh, it was, it was nice to meet you. I was like, it's nice to meet you, too. And, and... The, and she's just like, oh, I, you know, I, she's like, I really like it when people recognize him instead of me. And I was like, well, I fucking recognized you. But yeah, I was just like, you know, he's more interesting to me at this period of my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then the most uncomfortable thing about that whole experience is that that all that whole thing that I just described to you happened right as we all moved into like all, right as we all just like walked into the museum. Oh, so you're following. So we just the kept time, bumping like, into them. And it's just like, hey, <laughs> and it's like, oh, why did I do that? So. I, 
But it was like it was, and I, I realize that there is a point, and it's not. It's like I think it's more about my own social anxiety than it is like I hate the fact that these people have come to appreciate this band. Like I, maybe early on, it would have been some like hipster shit where I'm like, oh, I was into these first, and these are mine. But yeah. But as I got older, I realized like, oh, it's like weird to take ownership of of art and things that don't belong to you. Like you didn't make this, and you, you know, you're not special and unique like this is a very popular band and 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 if 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 the average person who isn't like trolling pitchfork and music blogs can come and enjoy something that yeah. you used to like you should be happy for that band and and that, that artist they're getting and paid that creator. yeah they're making money they're probably going to be playing a bigger venue the next time they're there and the experience, like, enjoy the fact that... And you that, can remember it way back when. Yeah, you can be like, oh, the time that I was, like, right up front watching Interpol open for some, you know, I mean, yeah. it's, 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 like, people, people don't hang on to that experience. They get offended by popularity because, like, you know, it, it, it's, it's weird to me. And that happens with art all the time. Oh, yeah. And, and when... Just that 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 ownership of you it. You have well, because if it's good and it resonates with you, you create this emotional connection to it. Mm -hmm. But it it's also where like, I, I mean, like I, I know exactly where you're coming from with that because there was stuff that it's like you know again it comes back to like you don't have to participate if it's not for you anymore. Mm -hmm. But like, um, like the like the descendants of this band, I've got like yeah. descendants tattoos, plural. <laughs> I love that band. I rarely listen to them day to day anymore, yeah. but they were this huge special thing for me for a while. Um, they, again, broke up before I got into them, then got back together for a while and got to see them a few times. They were awesome. And then they broke up again and whatever. They've been on this victory lap tour now for like the last two years. They just sort of wrapped up two years of touring off this new album. And they'd go out for like three, four days at a time, play sold out shows wherever they went, like 2,000 seat rooms. They're making a ton of fucking money, and they fucking deserve it. Yeah. And I had tickets to see them here, and was really just like, it was House of Blues. It was sold out, and I was so ambivalent about going. I'd just gotten back from being out of town. It's like, okay, I paid for the tickets. And once they started playing, I didn't care. Yeah. Like, I just enjoyed it so much. And I just saw them again a couple months ago in Tulsa, and they were amazing. And it was just like... Good, good for them. Like, if you don't want to be around the crowd, don't be around the crowd. Yeah, but, but you like, like you like to see a band like that who probably never made a nickel in their first like no. like their initial run through. No. Like, you like to see a band like that make a you know come back and just make some fucking money. Like those people they get name dropped and and come back and people are like oh it's the, they're just uh, it's a money grab and it's good. like well good like because when you originally saw them you didn't pay shit to see right. them and they couldn't pay their fucking bills so like you're the asshole they're still paying the bills they couldn't pay back then the moral of this story original fans are the real assholes <laughs> <laughs> that's right late late to the party is who you want to be right you're the fuck a hundred dollars a ticket i am helping art <laughs> I, I and and then there's the, the other side of it where it's like you know there's these performers that we're gonna. We're going so far off the rails too. And we got like <laughs> ten more minutes left to show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gotta just, get back um, to the episode. People like Iggy Pop. People like you know. Again, my favorite Sparks. Things like that. Where like these are people that are in their seventies. Mm -hmm. Like if they don't get this recognition now, mm -hmm. like that's it. And if you have a chance to see them now, you need to go and do it because it's it's 
It's your last chance <laughs> no, to see. Didn't. Look, I went and saw Bob Dylan last year. Yeah. Oh. And and for, well, I know, but it's like, <laughs> but here's the thing. I everybody was just like, ah, I don't can see Bob Dylan. Like he changes up his songs, everything's unrecognizable. It was fucking amazing. And I and uh uh Mavis Staples opened for him and she was amazing. Yeah. It was just like such a joyful I'm like, why the fuck? Like, didn't I see Bob Dylan and Willie Nelson when they were playing like like minor league baseball? And and just see, <laughs> like they were playing like all these like tiny stadiums. Yeah. And Willie Nelson's fucking amazing too. And 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 I thought to myself, like, why did I wait so long to see this guy? Like he like Bob Dylan can't play guitar anymore because he's got arthritis but he can play piano and i didn't know that and it was <laughs> fucking like, what the fuck is going on here? it doesn't you think it's that but he he put out the three albums of like old crooning standards like the rod stewart treatment no man these were like he fucking killed it and there's these like these weird sinatra songs and it was just i, I like i walked out of like i walked into it like really like you said like really kind of ambivalent about yeah. it yeah and then I went, I was, and I left kind of like, sh- like, man, I wish I had seen him. Fuck, I grew up, like, you know, I grew up in the 80s. I could have right. seen him, like, in You could have seen other, the Traveling Wilburys. Three other prime. Yeah, I could have <laughs> seen the fucking Traveling Wilburys before Roy Overson kicked it. Oh. But it's like, I missed the opportunity to see, like, Tom Petty or, Yeah, you know, well, that, and that's another one. Now you got these ones, like, half of them are all on fentanyl, so you, they're, they're all going to drop dead <laughs> anyway, like. She doesn't like Tom Petty either. No, I love Tom Petty. Yeah, he's it's just sad. It's fucking sad. <laughs> Tom Petty, Prince. I, like, it's I just... got to see Tom Petty. Did First you? concert I no, ever no, went no. to was Tom Petty. Who opened for him? Johnny Lang. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Blue on black. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, wow. Back, back to yeah. the episode. <laughs> Woo! We so, where were we? Enough. Where were we? Just we... wrapping up. <laughs> we are, uh, we got a while. So... Leela wins Leela the gets exposed. Yeah. yeah. She 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 wins the award. She goes to her quiet place to write. I guess everyone follows her there for some reason that's never explained. Did, did Brent Bender bring them to like Bender, surprise her or something? Bender was uh stowed away in the ship. The, the first time, but then everyone yeah, else. Yeah, he caught her oh. the first time, but Oh, I th- didn't she get pressured to write another? She got That's pressured r- to write another yes. episode, and then she came. That's clean. right. She came back, and uh, Sally, the orphan, shows her the story that she wrote. Because if Leela could write a story, then <laughs> she could also write a story. Also a mutant, also an orphan. So Sally tells her all about gumdrop, sticky candy corn, sourball, and jujube. <laughs> They're brothers and sisters, and they live in Butterscotch Hollow. So Leela is suddenly racked with guilt because. She's inspired this little girl, but she herself is a fraud. And uh, she decides to come come out with, with her lies. Look, and, stealing and is confess. a form of creativity. Yeah. <laughs> so she confesses that she, the winner of a Young People's Choice Award, a Peabody Junior, and two training Emmys, which I thought was a great joke, uh, is a fraud. And she takes, that's what, that's what it is. So she takes them to Rumble Hump and uh, shows them... You know the the the, uh, the actual humplings on Rumbledy Hump. Who are, by the way, like, the, like they're adorably repetitious hijinks. No, I, 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 I would love, love them. them to be my friends. Yeah, like they, and, they seem and, like great people. Unfortunately, <laughs> as a big Hollywood producer, Abner Doubledeal knew exactly how to remedy that ethical yep. lapse. Yep. <laughs> Although, funny thing is that uh, was it the lady bu- lady Buggle was teaching someone which which one was it? I'm, I don't have it written down. 
uh, she says she's telling her friends that they shouldn't eat food off the floor. <laughs> Should we sing a song about it? So, yeah, so they... Uh, they turn it into a reality show. Yeah. Uh, and all Abner the kids, all deal. The kids be, uh, Abner do- adopts them all and makes them all work as unpaid. Yeah, they're all like too. grips. It's beautiful. Crew. Yeah. But like, it's weird that, I don't know, like, to me, it's such a, like, so cynical and so just, like, ah, oh, such a down. Oh, like a bunch of comedy writers who went to MIT don't have a, a perspective on that sort of thing. <laughs> right. Having been canceled. Pfeffer <laughs> News finally has a health plan that covers his generic Prozac. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you're going to kill me for going back, but I had a second point to make on our last little tangent, I just, and it, it just came back to me what it was. The other side of this, though, is you can't choose who your fans are. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in the middle of reading the Beastie Boys book now, which is fascinating. Like, I, I, I like the Beastie Boys music fine, but it's never, like, a huge, crazy fan. But as a cultural force, I always enjoyed them, and I thought they were funny as hell. Like, when they right. tell stories and things, it's really engaging. So reading this book, part of it's like, they were just these kids that grew up in New York as hip-hop was becoming a thing, and they were obsessed with it because it was like, this is the coolest shit ever. So they do their thing, and they do license to ill, but for them it was like a put-on yeah. going like, yeah, look, it's like they're making fun of these jerk-off frat boy guys, and then all the jerk-off frat boy guys are just like, fuck yeah, anthems! <laughs> and then they, they blew up, and that, like, that became this big source of like cognitive dissonance for them, and something they had to reckon with, where like, that's why Paul's Boutique became such a crazy, fucked-up departure. They're just like... <laughs> we have to make them We have us. to purge. And then, in doing so, created this whole other thing. I mean, it's like, that, that's the other thing. If, if you have an emotional connection with something... It doesn't necessarily mean that it's specific, you know, like sometimes it's because whoever that artist is like drills down into whatever your raw nerve is and it hits. But sometimes it's because it drills down into everybody's raw nerve. Like that's why you have people like Springsteen and Tom Petty and, you know, and Madonna and whoever that are just massively popular and influential. Like I could give a shit about you too, but they write songs that like a lot of people like. And it, I mean, I could be like, oh, they don't have any taste or whatever, but if it works for them, it works. I'm not going to pay to see them. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'll, I'll delete the album when they shove it onto my iTunes. <laughs> but like, I just, I can't, can't begrudge people's taste because it just takes too much energy unless it's Caillou and then they can get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so bring it all back home. Wow. We haven't gone on a ride like that for a while. It feels kind of good. Sorry? I can tell you needed it. <laughs> I, yeah, I was kind of pent up. We, it's been a couple weeks since yeah. it recorded. It was nice. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for going down the trail with me, Chris. Thanks. <laughs> Thank I'm glad I could be uh, here for uh, Tangent City. Is there, uh, is there anything that you wanted to plug? We're probably a couple weeks out from this coming. It, it might even be like four weeks before this actually comes out. Uh, nothing immediately, no. Okay. I mean, if there's... A there's rich sh- and interesting life that I lead here. If there's shows or a Twitter feed or a, something that you, you know, people can find you. Uh, it's Chris Wernowski is pretty much everything. Instagram underscore. Uh, and it's really hard to spell. So just, you know... It'll, it'll be it'll in be our in show this, notes. It'll be in your show notes. So. And then just add an at sign in front of it. Yeah, just it, you'll find me. Yeah. I'm the only one on the internet. That's, isn't that great? Sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it's probably a double-edged sword. Yeah. I, I like being one of multiple Peter Woodward's because you usually have to go 
several pages deep into Google. Yeah, you can be like, <laughs> wait, are you Peter Woodward the bank robber or Peter Woodward the I, I can tell you guy? I'm not Peter Woodward the famous stuntman martial artist who's been in a bunch of sci-fi movies. Uh, apparently, I believe, son of Edward Woodward, known as the Equalizer. Uh, <laughs> I have had people approach me on Twitter before thinking that I was, in fact, that one, and I've had some fun with them. Yeah, what, like, what is the... Who is that person seeking that person out? Like, I, like who is that per? Like, that's very specific. Well, he probably likes Rick and Morty a lot. <laughs> <laughs> get that Szechuan sauce off your chin, buddy. Yeah, it's uh, get rid of the the snake bite piercings too. Anyway, um, thanks for listening, folks. Thanks for coming on the show, Chris. Thank you for we'll, having. Uh, We'll get you back in the next 30 episodes before we grind to a halt. <laughs> and put this thing to an end. Yes. We'll, we'll combust in style. Um, if you need to find us, we're at slurmcast.com, where all of our episodes and a link to our public shop are. You can email us at slurmcastpod at gmail.com. You can call or text us at 216-438-1077. Uh, find us on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram at SlurmCastPod. You can rate and review us in iTunes. And we did get a very nice review from, uh, I believe it was Mike or Michael in Southern Illinois who works mm. in a machine shop. Nice. And we appreciate it. Uh, thanks, thanks for listening. Um, I'm, I'm, it was a couple weeks ago that I read it, so I hope I'm saying your name right. And if I didn't, I will next time. But uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk at you again soon. Bye. Bye-bye.